Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, and we gather around the radio campfire once every week to stop worrying about other people. You know, all those pesky clients and all of that work we got to do. Let's take a minute. Let's take an hour. Let's talk with one another so we can work on our business, not in our business. And on this week's show, we're going to worry about productivity with our friend Julie Miller Davis. We're also going to talk about how to make better decisions. We're also going to talk about a new daily show for small business owners that I am playing around with online and I'm looking for your feedback. But we start today with a concept called shrinkflation and how shrinkflation could be a good thing for you as a small business owner. Let's make sure we all understand the terms. Do you know the term shrinkflation? Have you heard of that term? Well, inflation is where you spend more to get the same amount. So inflation is this hamburger used to be $4, now it's $6. It's the same hamburger, it's just more expensive. Shrinkflation is a hamburger is $4, but now you get less hamburger. It's still $4, but you get less of it. You get less of the product for the same amount of money. So it's a different way to look at the value of money and product. Well, shrinkflation is happening all over the place. And the latest place it showed up was a place that really hit home for me. It bothered me. It made me mad because it affected something that I love. Not my wife, not my children, not my pet, not my home, my Cheez-Its. Oh, heck no. You did not come for my Cheez-Its. They did. My Cheez-Its were shrinkflated, and I was not happy about it. I bought the box of Cheez-Its because I wanted my Cheez-Its. I came home. I rip open the box of Cheez-Its. There's two Cheez-Its. The whole box used to be a big old box full of Cheez-Its. No. Now, dose Cheez-Its inside the box. So I got angry. I'm like, you know what? <sighs> so after I calmed down, I thought, hmm, maybe there's something we can learn. Because if even the Cheez-Its company is now giving us fewer Cheez-Its for the same price, how could this affect small business owners and the products and the services that we create and provide for our clients? I thought about it, and I thought this could be an opportunity. When you deliver 
your product or your service, there are a lot of things that you provide your clients. You give them love before the sale, after the sale, during the sale. You provide all of these different features and benefits for their money. And the question is, do they care? Or are you over-delivering? Which is kind of a wild concept. You've heard the phrase, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. You've always heard about driving customer value and making sure that they feel that they got a great bargain. All of those things are true. And to be ultra clear, I'm not trying to rip anybody off. I don't want you to not create an amazing customer experience. But the deep thought question today with shrinkflation and my Cheez-Its is to look through the business and see, are there areas where you are over-delivering and they don't care? So I have some places that you can look so you can think about, am I over-delivering for my clients? Because if you are over-delivering for your clients, you are not driving additional value for them. You're just doing additional work and not getting any value back. You're over-delivering with your time or your efforts or your services, and you're not increasing their allegiance to you, earning another sale or even enhancing the product. Here are the areas that you can look into if you're thinking about shrinkflation in your small business. Number one, cost of goods sold. You provide a product that is $10 to the client. You're spending $5 to create the product. Every one of those $5 is an opportunity to ask yourself, do they really care? For example, You sell a product and it comes in a custom printed box with your name on it. Do they really care? Or would a generic box be just fine? Or would a generic box with a sticker put on top suffice? Cost of goods sold with mailers. Could you deliver it digitally instead of mailing it to them? Would they even notice or would they even care? I got these really amazing business cards. They're gold embossed and they've got a chip inside of them. And when you open it, it plays a song. Do they really care? Think about where you're spending your money, the cost of goods sold, the actual investments you're putting into your product. Do they really care? And you got to be brutal, brutally honest with yourself when you answer that question. A lot of the times when you're overspending on the cost of goods sold, you're doing it because you kind of want it that way. You kind of want to make it nice. You kind of want to impress them. It's possible they really don't care. They just want the widget and you're overcomplicating it and you're overdressing it up. Second place to look for shrinkflation in your small business. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about Maybe where you're over-delivering for your clients and they really don't notice or care. Second place to look, the time that you spend with your clients. I'll give you an example. I lead VIP mastermind groups. And our VIP mastermind groups are three hours long. I take diligent notes. And I record every meeting. After the meeting, I take the recording. I transcribe it. I pretty it up. And then I send it so they can listen to the recording. After doing it for two years, I cannot find a single instance where someone went back and listened to the recording. Boom. Shrinkflation opportunity. 
No one cares that I'm recording the meeting. No one's listening to the meeting. And I can even prove it. I stopped delivering the recording to my VIP clients. Nobody said a word. Like, nobody said a word. They probably didn't even realize it was gone until now. And it only saved me 30 minutes a month. But that's 30 minutes a month where daddy could be hitting a golf ball, right? Where are you over-delivering with your time? So are you having too many meetings? Are you touching base with the client a couple of times a month when they really don't want to talk to you a couple of times a month? Here's one. What kind of forms do you make them fill out? Do you overform them? Is your onboarding too complex? Do you get the information that you need in the interview that you do with them, but you're asking them to fill out a bunch of paperwork? Where are you spending your time by summarizing, meeting with them, having them fill out forms, paperwork, all of this is a shrinkflation opportunity. The last one, and this is just a customer experience review from soup to nuts, but where is it just a hassle? Where are you performing a service or a product for the client that doesn't drive revenue, and in their eyes, it's just kind of a hassle? They know that they need to do something with it, but doesn't add to the overall product or the overall experience. It just feels like a hassle. And an example of this is at the Idea Collective Conference in November. I take loving care to put together a killer welcome bag. And I've had multiple people tell me, yeah, I get the welcome bag. I go to the hotel room. I empty it out on the bed and I end up throwing away like 90% of it. And that's like a dagger right to my heart. Like, what do you mean? I spent so much time, but they don't want all that junk. They want the conference. They want to talk to people. They want to hear the keynote speakers. They don't want my stress ball. They don't want my pen. Those are the types of questions I want you to ask yourself about shrinkflation and where are you over delivering for your clients? I mentioned a new daily show we're working on. I'd love to tell you all about it. It's a continuation of what we're doing here on the air, but we're doing it every single day. It's called Small Business Mornings, and I'd love to get your feedback on it and tell you all about it. We'll talk about it next on America's Small Business Conversation. This is The Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. You 
have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a customer customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We've got a few interviews coming up in a minute. One of my absolute favorites, Julie Miller Davis, is standing by. She is all about productivity and how you choose to use your time. She's a master of this, holds in-person meetings, virtual classes. She's really cracked the code on how you spend your time As it relates to productivity, we'll talk with her how to do prioritization coming up next on the show. But I've got some breaking news. Breaking news, I'm doing something new, and I would love for you to check it out and give me some feedback. Here on the Pat Miller Show, we host a weekly conversation for small business owners by a small business owner. Hi, that's me. I'm the small business owner hosting the show. And we do this show because everywhere else in the media, every website on the planet thinks that small business owners are a million to $5 million. No, the small business owners I want to talk to, the small business owners that need the support are those of us that maybe are former corporate, we're racing out there to try and figure it out, or someone that is starting a small business for the first time, or they are trying to crack into new markets and they're doing stuff that they don't know how to do. Does that sound familiar? Because running a small business is lonely and hard. Don't grow it alone. That's what we believe in here on the show. That's what this weekly show is all about. And I want to have a daily show because I believe every morning when a small business owner wakes up, They have to make a choice. Do I feel like businessing today? Now, we don't really get a choice because we have to small business every day, but we have to rev up our engines and we have to hold ourselves accountable. It's not much unlike our weight loss journey or our nutrition journey or our whatever your habit is journey because you are holding yourself accountable to the behavior of making the phone calls, of going to see the clients, of putting your head down and getting work done today. If you're a solopreneur, you are it. You have to build good hygiene with your decisions and you have to hold yourself accountable. So a weekly show is great because we've had the chance to meet. And I'm so glad that you tuned into the show and to the 25 stations that we're on across the country. I love you. Thank you for having us on the air. 
But I want to do a daily show in addition to this one because of that crucial choice that we have to make every day. So I thought to myself, someday I'm going to be able to do a daily show. Someday a radio station is going to say, yeah, Pat, come do a daily show for us. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can control this outcome. I don't need a radio station to give me a platform to begin the process of doing a daily show. Boom. Small Business Mornings is now a thing. I'm now chaining together all of my social media sites and I'm hosting a daily show that I'm calling Small Business Mornings. So we need to connect on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever you find me, but we're broadcasting live every single day. Now, I'm telling you about this because I want you to hear the show because I think it's really helpful, but I'm also telling you about this because I want you to check your thinking as well. Where are you wishing instead of acting? We'll talk about that in just one second, but think of that question. Where are you sitting around waiting for something to happen instead of going to make something happen? On the show, I go over the news of the day. We normally ask a question of the day to get you thinking, and I try and spread some good cheer and positivity so when the show is over, you can take a deep breath and begin to business. It's on 9 a.m. Central on all of my social media platforms. So the question, where are you wishing instead of acting? I sat here in my basement thinking, you know what? I wish some station would let me do a daily show and I decided to act. Now we are on the air. Are you sitting there thinking, hmm, someday I wish that I could open a location for my cupcakes. How about acting? Instead of wishing for a location, go to the farmer's market and try it out and test it out and see if it works. These thoughts are about taking little actions to see if you can validate the idea that you have. Maybe you're thinking about a new product line. You think to yourself, hey, I know that I could reach golfers and I can see this entire product line of merchandise. Maybe someday I'll be able to do that. No. Go order 500 of the golf towels. Take them to the driving range and see if they sell. Don't wish. Act. You could be saying, someday I'll have a full-time employee who will be my chief of staff and will handle all of this mess, gestures broadly to everything that's around you right now. No. Go act. Go hire a contractor. Even 20 hours a month. Begin the process of moving towards what you want. You could be saying, I want more work-life balance. I'm just burned out, but I've got so much to do. I can't take a month off. Take Wednesdays off. See how it goes. Take Wednesday afternoons off and see how it goes. Sometimes we think it's very black and white. That we have to be all or nothing. That you can't possibly have a chief of staff unless you can afford a full-time person. Or I can't have 
my daily morning show unless some intelligent, good-looking, nice-smelling, inspired radio station general manager says, you know what, I'd like to have a daily show on my radio station. And if that's you, I see you, good-looking, nice-smelling, brilliant radio station general manager, hit me up because I'm here. I'm ready to do a daily show. But until that happens, I had the choice. I could sit here and say, boy, wouldn't it be great if someday I could do a daily show and serve you, the small business owner, or I could start acting. So I decided to act. And it's kind of fun. I got to say, it's kind of fun because we talk about some really wild stuff. We talk about everything that's in the news. We talk about funny things that I see along the way. We even do some brainstorming, some idea slam brainstorms on the show. It's a good time. So look up Small Business Mornings. It's on every podcast platform. It's also uh, on every one of my social media sites as well. Small Business Mornings with Pat Miller. I would love to have you tune in and check it out because it's a big experiment. And I hope it's just a little bit inspirational for you. As you sit there trying to build your small business dream, if you're sitting around waiting for something to happen to you, use this story as a little bit of motivation to think, well, what can I do today to start moving closer to your small business dream? To make that come true, we got to be more productive. And to get to where we want to go, we got to know how to use our time. When I have questions about time and productivity, I talk with Julie Miller Davis. We're talking with her about prioritization. She's the best in the business and she's standing by. She's coming up next on this edition of The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick, Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414 414- 310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick-accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted sidekick. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. And when we look forward into the future, we see this beautiful outcome of new realities that we've made come true. We all have those goals. If I could only accomplish this thing, everything would be great. So what do we do? We work pretty much as hard as we think we can every single day trying to move the business forward. And then we look up six months later and we're still exactly where we were because we haven't moved forward on our goals. How can we feel like we're working so hard yet not accomplish the big goals in the business? 
If that sounds familiar, our guest today is here for you because she can give us the answers to the test to help us accomplish our big business goals. Joining us today is Julie Miller Davis, founder and CEO of JMD Productivity. She's the one that helps us get it done. Julie, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me, Pat. I'm really glad you're here because I think all of us can relate with the idea of the future we want to have come true, these big goals in the business. And then we feel like we're working so hard, but we're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. This is something that you help people with. How come that happens? How come it feels like we're working so hard, but we're not accomplishing our goals? Well, first of all, I want to I wanna relate the feeling. There's a couple of things you could say. You're, you're, you're treading water and you can't reach the end of the pool, or you're on a treadmill trying to run somewhere and you're going nowhere and nowhere fast, actually, in some cases, you know, you just feel like you're spinning and spinning and spinning and there's no traction, Mm -hmm. even though your legs are running all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have been trained, number one, to get as much stuff done in a day as we can. Number two, to work nine to five. Number three, that if we check the most stuff off of our list that we can, then we are productive. And these are all myths, especially as business owners and entrepreneurs, even solopreneurs. The, this, isn't, this isn't the truth. So if we look at it from a new way, maybe we can get after these big picture goals because it's not uncommon to do 15 or 20 things during a day mm-hmm. and feel like you're getting a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. So how should we think about it differently to spend more time and get further on the goals that matter most to us? Well, I really believe that we're not getting intentional. So we wake up and we have the best of intentions and then we get sidetracked and or we didn't even look at our day in full when we wake up. There's no we have we might have some sort of morning routine, but we don't have that doesn't include an overview of our day. It includes like my cup of coffee and my reading and my meditation and the news or my exercise and those things that set our bodies up for the day and maybe our brain, but we're not setting our business up for the day. And so if we're not getting intentional, Pat, what's happening is we just start putting out fires left and right. All kinds of things happen. Or we're, we have these four appointments today or three appointments on the calendar. And then we're squeezing anything and everything else that in that we can. And it's almost like we're in this, well, we're in this rat race, right? It's he, he or she who checks off the most things wins. And the mindset that has to change is number one, we have to go into our day um, with, with number one, an intention. And then we have to get intentional about that intention. And we have to ask ourselves, Uh, I think these three questions are the things that I'm going to do today. Are they moving me towards my goal? Oh, by the way, what is my goal? (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, I do have those. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe some of you have been afraid to write a goal because every time you do, you feel like you have failed because you haven't made it. But, you know, is it moving you towards your goal? Is it going to make you know you accomplished something at the end of the day? And is it something that is important for the long term and which is this it's almost the same question as the goal but it, it's not always about the here and now and yes we have here and now come up every day 
Everybody does. Everybody does. Some phone, unexpected phone call, some dog gets sick in the house, some neighbor needs something, some, you know, what I, all kinds of, some email comes in that throws you off your game or text message. Um, life happens, but we have to be able to have space for it. Otherwise, and we have to decide, is this, is this my urgent? Or is this someone else's urgent? Ooh. And when can I engage in this? When can I decide to engage with this? If I decide to engage with this, because I have these other things that I am intentional about today. So how am I going to get those things done? And as you know, I subscribe to having no more than three of those in any given day. I want to come back to that in a second. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Julie Miller Davis, the founder and CEO of JMD Productivity. And we're talking about how it feels like we're working as hard as we can, yet we're not making any strides towards our big picture goals. Because when we're working on those big picture goals, we can move the entire business forward. You mentioned three things in a day. My to-do mm -hmm. list is about 92 things long. Mm -hmm. You're saying three things in a day. Can you talk about that? Because that sounds completely completely impossible. If you can delineate your list and decide what are the things that only you can do, prioritize those things in order of due date or of importance to your, to your goal. If you can take those 92 things, Pat, <laughs> there are some things that somebody else can do. There are also things on that list that aren't important right now. You could do them later. And so it's getting really drilled down to what is important, what can I do, only I can do, and prioritize them in order of importance. And then from there, what can I do today? If it's a super busy day, there might be one, but we've got to get some of these things off that list somehow so that the list is very manageable for you. I love the idea of whittling down the list with those decision trees. What are the things that only I can do? What are the most impactful things that will drive the goal forward? Uh, and then what are some things I just won't do? And that's what I want to ask about because uh, we've only got a few moments left. Okay. You talk about other people's priorities or things that aren't as important mm -hmm. as your major goal. Mm -hmm. Is it a confidence issue that we feel like we have to get all the stuff done for other people before we work on our goals? Is that what is in the back of our head that tells us to do other people's things first and not allow them to wait? I, I don't know if confidence is the word. Maybe, maybe, and maybe it has to do with confidence, but I don't want to let these people down. I need to yeah. serve them first. I need to um, make sure I take care of this. Or this will just take a quick second, so I'll just do it. And then I'll oh. come back to my stuff. Oh. And so Pat, the thing I want to that I that I want to really give you food for thought is when you are saying yes to those things, when you are saying yes to others' urgencies, which isn't an emergency, by the way. It's an ur they feel urgent about it. That doesn't mean it's for you. But when you say yes to that. You're saying no to you and you're saying no to your growth. You're saying no that you're not important. You're saying no to your business. So what decision do you want to make? There is a way to say yes to both, but on your own terms. And when you say yes to your big picture goals, that's how the business moves forward because you're spending time every single day or every single week trying to move those goals forward. Uh, I've heard you say before, what would happen in your business if you had an hour a day to work on your big picture goals? And to me, I can't even fathom spending that much time on these big picture goals because they would get done so fast. I'd have to make bigger goals. I mean, right. I'm sure when you're coaching people, they say the same thing. Right. When you get intentional about it and you know that you want to break down, let's say you had a revenue goal 
um, each month and you have some kind of recurring revenue stream that you want to have and then the rest is gravy Um, and you start making the phone calls to get that in, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I already... I already increased that by a third. I my goal is too small <laughs> because you made six phone calls this week yeah. and two people enrolled and have this recurring revenue for you. Like this is just an example. It's actually a true example from one of my clients. Um, within four days after she and I set that goal and and set what it looked like, she called me. She goes, "Yeah, I already had to change that goal." <laughs> <laughs> If this is your first exposure to Julie Miller Davis, you got to look up JMD productivity because some people teach systems on getting things done. Julie pushes you to do the big things and the results are spectacular. Julie Miller Davis, founder and CEO, JMD Productivity. Thank you so much for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thank you so much, Pat. I've got just a minute here. I want to slip in something that happened to me in the business, which I thought was a brilliant growth strategy. I've been trying to learn how to do a better video podcast, and I've been, you know, I'm an audio guy. I'm a radio guy. I'm not a video guy. And I ran into someone on Twitter who sells this as a service. They help video podcasters look better and do better on YouTube. Now, here's the innovation. Ryan Helms is his name, and he offered a free consultation on Twitter. Send me a picture of your setup, and I'll give you specific advice on how to make your set look better. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what this come on is. This has to be some, you know, ridiculous scam. I sent him a picture of the set, and he spent like a half hour chatting with me back and forth and really offered me a true value. That doesn't sound like a big innovation, but it was a terrific customer acquisition tool And big thanks to Ryan Helms for helping me out. So if you're thinking about how do you grow your business, maybe it's not another one-on-one, maybe it's not another ad, maybe it's finding a way to serve a client with nothing expected in return. You'd be surprised at the obligation and goodwill that that generates. It happened to me this week. I thought it might help you. We're talking about making a tough decision in the business. We'll hit that next on this edition of The Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. Act now. Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. You're an expert in your own field, so why not get paid for it? Hey there, it's Wendy Babcock. My VIP paid speaker program is just the ticket you need to convert your knowledge into real income. No matter what size group you're speaking to, or if you don't have any products, books, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or a household name, 
From crafting your talk to finding and booking paid speaking gigs, get it all with Wendy's VIP Paid Speaker Program. Keynote speakers can make anywhere from $2,500 to $7,500 a talk. Together, we'll not only amp up your speaking game, you'll discover the ins and outs of finding and booking those lucrative gigs and get paid every time you step on stage. Right now, get 90 days of full access to the Paid Speaker Vault and a direct line to Wendy, plus a bonus, an immersive three-hour VIP day with Wendy to create your online profiles that event hosts simply can't resist. Don't wait. Sign up now at VIPPaidSpeaker.com. VIPPaidSpeaker.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. We are helping entrepreneurs and dreamers build a business for them and their family. That means oftentimes we're doing great big things for the first time and we have great big visions. But sometimes we can get stuck and we got to know which way to go. Well, our guest today is suggesting that maybe it's not the KPIs and best practices. Maybe if you're a visionary creative, you should be following your intuition, which just sounds like chicken noodle soup to me. Oh my gosh, I love that idea. So let's welcome in Carolyn Jirasi. She's the possibility provocateur at Intentional Abundance Coaching. Carolyn, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Sure. I am great. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm glad you're here. And I just love the way that you're coming at this idea for creatives to build great big things. You suggest We should follow our intuition. Are you like, trust your gut? Is that like our instincts? Is that what you mean? Actually, it's it's different. Um, A lot of times people think that intuition is their instinct, but instinct is more of a natural born tendency, such as the instinct to eat food or to avoid scary bugs. Um, Intuition is based on learned knowledge. Uh, it's knowledge that you have accumulated wisdom that you've accumulated over your lifetime, but it accumulates in your subconscious. So using your intuition is a way of connecting your conscious mind and your subconscious in a way that allows you to know something without necessarily taking the steps of analytical reasoning. And I can see how for a creative, it might feel like the same thing. That intuition through that learned knowledge is is very black or white. Like this is the way it should be. I know that this is true, but it might be from learned knowledge. Is that a fair thing to say? It is because we don't distinguish at the subconscious level between what we're getting because of learned knowledge and what we're getting because it, it's kind of instinctive within us. It, it all feels the same because it feels very true to us. Because the learned knowledge that comes in has already gone through our filters, right? It's gone through our values and um, our perspectives, the way we see the world. And so it's knowledge that has come in and already been adapted to who we are. And as someone that tries to make big things, especially for the first time, when people hit me with KPIs and they hit me with best practices, it just, I can't stand it. it. It just really rubs me the wrong way. So to have someone on the show saying, trust your intuition. It's like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. So how come so many people talk about other ways of making decisions and you're coming at it from trust your intuition because that might be a way forward? Why is there a difference between what others say and what you are encouraging us to do? 
Yeah. Well, I can't say why others approach it differently other than that. I, I think it tends to be a right brained, left brained thing. So people who are more left brained, analytical, numbers oriented, tend to like formulas, lists, recipes. If I try to follow a recipe, I am sunk. But if I have the idea of it and the vision and the concept, I can create amazing things in the kitchen. And it's the same thing with your business. It's the same thing with anything else. So this is an approach for people who don't want a magic formula. They want to do it their way. And um, and it works really well. It's It's also ends up being a lot less stressful because you're making your decisions from a place of trust and confidence. You have to know that you are being true to yourself in whatever you're deciding. Otherwise, it's it's it doesn't it's not genuine and it doesn't really work. Following your intuition to make a decision, you're facing a decision or trying to find a way forward and you're trusting your intuition. When you're in that moment, what does it feel like to the person that's making the decision? How do they know that they're trusting their intuition to use all of that learned experience as they're moving forward? It feels like it comes to them naturally. It is you being most true to yourself. So imagine being very, very relaxed. But the moments before you drift off to sleep or when you first wake up and you just kind of have thoughts coming through your head that and you get you get ideas um, about doing different things. And those are ideas not based off of anything anybody is telling you to do. It's not based off of anything you're reading. It's just you really being in touch with the core of who you are and the core of how you think. And that's what it feels like when you're accessing your intuition. It's very peaceful. Um, it is very empowering. And because you're being so aligned with yourself, it's very intrinsically motivating. And it comes to you so easily. We're talking with Carolyn Jirasi possibility provocateur for intentional abundance coaching. And we're talking about decision-making using your intuition to use all of that learned knowledge and what feels right to you to move the business forward. How do you coach people to stay in touch with their intuition? Are they checking in on a daily basis? Do they journal? Do they meditate? Do they take walks? How do you get people to get quiet so they can get in touch with their intuition so they can run their business in a better way? Yes. Uh, all of the above. Yes. Yes. Uh, those, are, those are all great ways to access your intuition. Yes, you should try to be accessing your intuition in some way every day. With time, you won't have to have it be such a conscious thing. It'll just be more automatic. Some of the ways that you can do this is when you're making a decision or when you're thinking about something, really tune into yourself, right? How are you feeling physically at that moment? How are you feeling emotionally? Are you, and if you're having an emotional reaction, is that coming from a voice in your head that's saying you should or shouldn't be doing this or a voice that you've heard outside of your head that you're repeating? Listening to cues like that really helps. Also, as you're having these feelings, feeling them, naming them, 
pulling them out there and recognizing them so that they're not controlling how you're thinking. Another great way is to daydream. You know, when you daydream, again, you're getting into that really relaxed state where your mind isn't controlling your thoughts. It's more your being controlling your thoughts. One way you'll know you're using your intuition is because there's a feeling of peace and rightness when you're using your intuition. If you're a visionary creative and you're trying to make success on your own terms, you're tired of people shoving formulas in your face, maybe today's conversation helped unlock the right way forward. Carolyn Jirasi, Possibility Provocateur, Intentional Abundance Coaching. Thanks for helping us out and thanks for coming on The Pat Miller Show. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on The Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.